All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Uh, This is where we turn things over to our listeners and get their questions, their input, uh, see what it is that they want to discuss uh, first question here from Tony Claiborne. I know they can only improve, but can we expect more productivity from the screen game this year? 2018 Gosh. is probably the last time we saw anything from a screenplay. Come on, Tony, man. I, I'm with you on this one, too. Uh, we even talked to uh, what Jeff Blasco about Blasco. it. Didn't we? Yeah, yep. we. I told him, I said, you'd find a way to get a screen package working here. I go, they'll throw a, a parade for you in downtown uh downtown Arlington, you know, downtown Dallas. We'll throw a parade. Yeah, they've got to find a way to get Tony Pollard going in that. They've got to find a way to get a Deuce Vaughn going. They've got to find a way. Not, I mean, they're the one team in the league that just, it seems like every week, Bobby, we watch games, people are getting a screen out the back door. Or, or you know, yep. they're running some type of uh, running back screen that, you know, ends up getting 50, 60 yards just because everybody's so aggressive in the way they play. The Dallas, they, 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 the coordination's been poor between the line and the backs. Uh, guys have gone through. Dak has been under pressure. Yeah, I, I, I want to believe that that Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy have stole some type of ideas from the better screen teams. One of the projects I would have worked on in the all off season was we have got to find a way to be better in the screen game, whether it's running back, tight end, screen, whatever we have to do, we have got to be better at that. Because look at a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, the way that they throw the running back screen, the way they throw the tight end screen, the delay, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's the tight end, you know, Dallas Goddard catches, boom, 15-yard gain because he's block and block and block and boom, and then up the field. So, yeah, I, they, 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 that, is, that to me, that should be damn near line one when you're starting to talk about what needs to be done the, this fall. Next question here from TGM. Uh, and this is a little bit more of an evergreen one, but uh, I'm inspired to ask it based off the penance there on your wall. Mm-hmm. Brian, which past Cowboys Super Bowl and non-Super Bowl teams are your favorites and why? Oh, wow. Well, I, the non-favorites ones were the, all the ones in the 90s that were like, <laughs> you know, every time that we tried to win an NFC championship game or you know, win a divisional game. Uh, no, but those those teams. My favorite player was on those teams, Darren Woodson. And again, I've been very blessed to be in at Green Bay and Jacksonville with the Tony Boselli's and the Mark Burnells and the Jimmy Smiths. I mean, I've been with some really great players, Philadelphia. You know, some great players. But to me, those those early '90s Cowboys teams that were winning Super Bowls, man, those are the teams I hated because they were so 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 tough. You know, they were they were the ones that were 
that that just made it very difficult. I mean, we we finally were draft. We at Green Bay, we were drafting okay, and then Dallas had a draft where it was that all special teams draft, and things just kind of went south for them from that point on. And we finally yeah. got enough players to where you know that we were able to pass them. You know, they had to go on the road to win a game at Carolina, couldn't get it done, and then we won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, because Dallas got eliminated. But that that those were the teams that. Uh, but the, my favorite Cowboy teams were the ones from like after the Super Bowl that they won against the Dolphins, you know, Super Bowl six, yeah. uh, 72, 70. You know, give me any Cowboy team from, say, the teams that in after the, the, the Dolphins Super Bowl or the Dol- that won the Super Bowl against the Dolphins in Super Bowl six, all the way to the team in 1981, like, what they lost to the 49ers in the in the NFC Championship catch game. the catch yeah. those teams in between that are, were some of the greatest teams as a fan as a fan but we didn't have free agency we didn't have this massive movement of players so you had the same offensive line you had the same defense had the same quarterback had the same coaches you know that was a great era to be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they talk about a 20 straight consecutive winning seasons, you know? I mean, uh, when we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, what, Mike Tomlin's got, what, 16 now is yep. what he's working yeah. on? So that would be your next team. I mean, the Patriots there for a while were about to – they were nipping on your heels a little bit. But then they had a bad year, and that kicked them – they kicked out a losing season, and that kicked them all the way back. But – those teams in the 70s Cowboys were my favorite teams, and the teams in the Cowboys of the 90s I hated because they used to just kick our ass. Yeah, the uh, the Super Bowl team, the favorite Super Bowl team, I was a big fan of the uh, the 93 team for the Cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that Tough was the team. Super Bowl team. That was – it's funny. When you hear uh, San Francisco, it's maybe a little bit of sour grapes, but San Francisco will – people who are on the team of San Francisco in the 90s tell, will say – Cowboys were not better than us in 92. They beat us in, in at Candlestick. We owned San Francisco in the night, which is so weird. It was so weird. It, we had three teams that were really, you know, really, really playing well in the early 90s. And, you know, we were kind of catching up with the but with we owned the Packers. Excuse me, the uh, the 49ers. It didn't matter. We won, you know, we won divi- we won a divisional game out in Candlestick. They came to the year we won the Super Bowl, they came to to Lambeau in a divisional game. Then we just pounded them, Steve Young and Elvis Gerbach and those guys. I mean, it, yeah. it was just, you know, those those teams where Dallas struggled with those teams, those 49er teams, we never struggled with those teams. It was the, it was the Cowboys that we couldn't beat, you know. Well, it was, and, it was and, funny. And it's, it's funny. So the, the 49ers players will say they were better in 92. They shouldn't have lost. That they, they just lost that day in Candlestick. But universally, the, the 49ers of that era will say the 93 Cowboys were better than us. Like yeah. the 93 Cowboys were – Mm-hmm. The best. They were team. better than a lot of teams. Yeah, that, yeah, they were obviously the they, Super they were Bowl champs. Terrible. And that obviously made the reason why I give them a little bit bigger of a boost. That was uh, that was the uh, Darren Woodson had moved into the starting lineup and was playing more incredible player. Um, yeah. Everybody had kind of hit their peak and were coming together. Kevin Williams was on that team. He was not on the '92. He was on '93. He was a threat in the return game. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, I know Kelvin Martin was a big return game threat, but even Kevin Williams to me was a better returner than than Kelvin Martin. Tough team. I mean, oh, seriously, Bobby, you you would you would you would go into a game and you would take one of the one of them away. You would take 
you would take, say, Emmett away, and then the others would beat you. You take Michael away, the others would beat you. You take Novacek away, the others would beat you. It didn't. It just they 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 had so many ways that if you tried to take something away from them, they they just countered with something better. You know, another okay, well, fine. You're going to play us this way. Well, you know, they were very well coached too. You know, the Dave Wanstead's, the the Butch Davis's, the the Tony Wise. I mean, they were a well well coached team. And then uh, my favorite non-Super Bowl team, um, man, the 2007 team was so good. That's one of the best teams. I would guess. The one that lost the Giants? Yeah, I would God, guess. Crazy. That, that, that to me was probably one of the most talented football teams not to win a playoff game that's ever played in the NFL. That team was just That was amazing. Good. They lost that game. God, they, that they was were, amazing. They were an incredible team. Greg Ellis uh, talked about it. I, I interviewed him a few years back, and he said that, he still will text teammates from back then, and they just – they are still they, – They, they pissed they away a great – opp- and it wasn't all about the Cabo trips and all that, man. I mean, that hey, the, the Giants went on an incredible run. Whether they, the Giants won games at – they won at Tampa, Dallas, and at Green Bay in the frigid cold and then win the Super Bowl. That's just a – that's an incredible run for a, a team right there. That's magical the way they went. Last question here from uh, Tato Castaneda. He says, in the defensive tackle room, who is the surprise candidate to be cut and the dark horse candidate to make the team? This is an interesting question, Brian, uh, because the I don't know that there's a dark horse name on the defensive tackle room right now. Uh, here are the defensive tackles that they have. Quinton Bohanna, Neville Gallimore, Jonathan Hankins, Oso Digizua, Mozzie Smith. And uh, then you've got like you know, Junior Fajoko as a hybrid guy, um, and then Isaac Alarcone. That's the group of defensive tackles right now. So the surprise cut, I don't know how much of a surprise it is at this point since we've talked about Gallimore potentially. That's, I, that's the one I – that would be him or Quentin yeah. Bohanna. Bohanna, Quentin and Gall- Bohanna and Gallimore the guys that I look at. So yeah. the dark horse to make the team, a free agent, somebody that we haven't talked about, that they get in there and they go, we've still got to add to this defensive tackle room. We don't like – this or that or over here so to me it's the dark horse to make the team is somebody not on the roster the guy that could get cut here would be uh gallimore and or bohanna to be honest i think this is a big year for both of those guys yeah i think that uh, bohanna needs to come in and and find a way to to like get you know to get back into the good graces here i mean there were too many times where They've given him opportunity to shine, and he just hasn't shown up like he like he needs to be in order to to make this thing. I think the fact that I think the fact that Chauncey Golston is playing now more three technique. You know, the, I, I I I if you want to if you last year I said Dorrance Armstrong was going to be kind of a breakout player. I think this is going to be the year where where uh, where Chauncey where Chauncey Golston is that guy that all of a sudden it's like. Him, Osa Digizua, those kind of guys at three technique, I think they're going to, with the combinations that they have with the guys at the one, I think it, I think that Chauncey could have a pretty darn good year. That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back with another episode on Thursday, and we'll continue the roster inventory looking at the offensive line. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys later.